Man, it's an honour to be in the house with you. You're looking good this morning, guys. You are looking good. So uh, why don't you give someone a high five before you sit down? You've probably already done that, but give them another one. Another high five. Um, I reckon, how many reckon that our worship team is awesome? And uh, you guys better be careful. We'll all get to heaven and we'll all be chilling out under a palm tree and you'll be the first band on. There we go. Just thought I'd warn you. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Thank you very much, guys. You can, you can uh, hang out. You can have a rest here because when we get there, you might be full on. I don't know. That's about all we'll be doing. There won't be any preaching in heaven, will there? Come on. Won't need any preaching. We've all got it. We've made it, all right? So you don't need preaching. So we're just playing here. Okay. <laughs> While we're on earth. And uh, hey, look, huge welcome to everybody in the house today. To those that are watching online from around the world, different places, Vietnam, Germany, welcome. It's so awesome to have you online today. In fact, I declare right now, power of God, right coming through that screen, right where you're watching and touching your life in Jesus' name. For everybody here, if you're visiting with us, it's it's awesome to have you here today. And uh, it's very exciting. I just saw the Smiths over there. It's always good to catch up with the Smiths, and of course I've met a lot of people who are visiting here today, but it's really cool to have you in the house, and um, hey listen, it's always good to get together, isn't it? Come on, it's always good to get together. This is what life's about, really. That's why we hated COVID, all right? Now we can get together and we can just have fun, okay? And uh, I think it's in church where the best part of life actually happens. It's like the kingdom of God is where our lives are made to be and it's where we journey in Christ and uh, God does great things in our lives. Has anybody had that experience this week? Great things happening in your life. Anybody had a haircut this week like I have? Looking sharp. How many have had a haircut? Let's just see that. Amazing. Julia had the hair done. Lots of people across there. Who's had a birthday this week? Any birthdays in the house? Birthdays down the back? Oh, happy birthday to Pam and people down the back row. And so, a big happy birthday to everybody here. It's so good. It's always good. Happy birthday to you. Birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. Happy birthday to you. Yeehaw! We need Madonna here to sing that, really. But anyway, who's ready for the word today? The word of God is actually what changes your life, okay? All that stuff I've just talked about won't change you, but this will change your world, okay? I promise you it'll change your world if it changed mine. And at Megan, that was fantastic. It changed Megan's life, see? The, the very introduction to Christ and into the power of his word will unlock the promises of God in your life. So um, I don't know what you've got, but get your note-taking devices ready. I'm going to give you something to take a couple of notes on this morning. And uh, you might not get it all, but even if you get one point, just one word from God can radically shift your life. That's all it takes. One word from God can radically shift your life. Did it for me, done it for several in the house, and I reckon it can do it for you. And uh, so get ready for God to catch something. Prepare your heart to catch something. It's no good just sitting there. I think preaching should always be participated in. Maybe not. But it's never meant to be a ho-hum, cookie-cutter 
three points in a poem sort of deal. It's meant to be where the power of God literally unlocks faith in your life and something leaps out of you that wants to participate and be a part of the word that's going on. Even though you're unbelievably quiet, that's how it is, all right? And uh, so, but like I say, one word will change your life. And we're in a relationship series. How many, uh, Pastor John was uh, amazing last week. I don't even see him here. He's taking a holiday now. But he was great last week. Great word. If you weren't here, get it. Just an awesome uh, word, Pastor John. And uh, today, he, of course, spoke on families, which is always a fun. Here he comes. And, uh, and, uh, and, Look, honestly, he, t- he spoke about families, and that's part of our whole relationship series. And uh, anybody here part of a family? Yeah, that got a few frozen shoulders released. Okay? So uh, I thought I was going to have to pray for you at the end of the meeting, but you got, it takes that to get you going, okay? So, uh, in fact, um, John, John uh, Pearson just told me that he's actually joined the Hyundai family this morning which is very cool, the Hyundai family. So, but it's good to be a part of a family, even if it is the car you drive is the same as someone else's, all right? Whatever family you're in, it's good to get in a family. But today we're focused on friendships. Anybody got a friend? Put it, okay, all those people who didn't put up their hand, put up your hand if you haven't got a friend. I could probably sort that out for you this morning, okay? Down the back there. Awesome over here. Fantastic. If you haven't got, I spoke to a few people this morning just coming in here and asked them, who's your friend and who's your best friend? And uh, some people are sort of, sort of waving on the, on the Jesus as my best friend part. But even Jesus said to uh, Adam that, oh God, three in one, Holy Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Getting the theology right there for some of you who don't know that. (laughs) But even uh, God said to Adam, he said, it's not good that you're alone. And that's when he actually was created by God and no doubt God breathed life into him and he had fellowship with God. Some of you think he was in the garden, but he wasn't. Remember, Adam was born, created, sorry, he wasn't born. He had no belly button. Adam (laughs) was created in the garden. Not sorry, in the wilderness. He wasn't created. A lot of people think Adam just lived in the garden. That's why he didn't hear it when God said, don't eat the apple. (laughs) No, but in all fairness, Adam was placed in the garden to tend and care for it, he wasn't, that wasn't where he was created. That's why we had a wild men's camp the other day, because guys are not made for these comfort zones. We've got a bit of wild in us, and uh, we had the most fantastic time at camp, shooting things, and, uh, and, and what else? Jumping thing. Oh, yeah. We had cars literally jumping. We had the most amazing time because that's what's in a guy, all right? That's kind of what's in there. We're, we're, we're not made for those comfort zones, sort of. 
I think sometimes in today's world, the church, unfortunately, I'm trying to think of a proper word, <laughs> not one that I'd probably use normally, but we're making men soft. And men need a bit of challenge in life. And we make great friends when we're doing stuff together. There's no doubt about it, great relationships were established at the guys' camp. And I think if you really look at it, friendships are amazing. Friendships are incredible in our lives. And today, as we speak about friendships, one of the keys of friendship that I just want to give you today is respect and love. That's one of the keys of friendship, okay? Respect and love. And because uh, you know what those equal, don't you? They equal trust. And if you're talking friendships, we're also talking marriages. Because Julia is probably my best friend in life, okay? And uh, I think every marriage should be a great friendship before it's actually a marriage or whatever, however that goes, okay? Uh, come on, get excited especially if you're married. You're going to leave here better than you came today, all right? You're going to leave here more inspired, full of faith, and more excited about the future than you've ever been before. I declare that over your life right now. Why? Because the Bible says, the entrance of thy word bringeth forth light. So when God's word gets into us, it launches the capacity in our lives to bring forth some faith, some victory, some, a little bit of rattling that stirs us out of our comfort zone and, and, and ignites us. We need to be set on fire half the time. Some, sometimes we just need to be set on fire. I was thinking in the middle of worship this morning, actually, when that, that uh, worthy is your name, man alive, you are holy, there's no one like you. Man alive, that gets me excited. That gets me wanting to get out of my seat and I wanted to dance a bit actually, but I'm trying to look after my toe. So it's healed before I, next week I'm doing a healing crusade and you've got to turn up with a healed foot. So I've got to get it healed, okay? But um, God, I, I really do pray though, God, that you would illuminate us with your word today. Because I think sometimes we've, in the, we've gone into the comfort zone and we need to be illuminated again. So never be satisfied with where you're at. Get re-illuminated. You can see I'm preaching to myself this morning. But true friendship, let's talk about friendship for a minute. Um, true friendship, I think, is to be fully known because I think we need to know who the person is, but to be fully accepted. Transparency, in other words. To have a great friend in your life, you don't want plastic friends. You want real friends who you know them, even their faults, even their failures, but you know all that, and yet you still accept them. That's true friendship. And if you really want that in your life, I reckon you need to go after that. In fact, if that's not where you are, if that's not where you can be, then the reality is, I think if you're looking for perfection, you're going to miss friendship. And I think a lot of people I come across in life miss friendship because they're after some perfect, you know, they have a list of the husband they're going to get or a list of the wife they're going to get and mate, it ain't ever happening because there's nobody as perfect as you'd like them to be, okay? What you've got to realize in, fr in friendship, it's never about the destination, it's always about the journey. 
Friendships are always about the journey. In fact, friendships are one of the things you, you, you have. Friend, I had friends who I no longer have got in every season. I think friends are seasonal for where you are at the time. You have friends who come into your life for that time and they actually launch you into the possibilities that are around you at that time. So friends can be seasonal, not always. As in a marriage, Julia and I met in an incredible season about 47 years ago. And of course, here we are. We're still, I think, are we still friends, baby? Yeah, okay. Okay. And, um, but hey, it is about the journey. So don't get, we've been married for like 47 years, for example. But the reality is, I, I, it's not about how long you've been married. It's about finding adventure in each other still as you journey on. If, it was just a, if it's just about being married for 47 years, well, I know people who have who've been married for 47 years and I don't want their marriage because it's boring. You know what I mean? But you've got to keep it exciting. So your life's got to be exciting. So we're still crazy in pursuit of what God's put in our hearts and put in our lives. And that's what keeps the, the journey exciting. And uh, it's honestly, the journey, if you haven't discovered this yet, the journey is always more exciting than the destination. Has anyone discovered that in life? Like, like you know, you, you hope for this, you hope for that. And when you arrive there, it's not quite what you expected. The journeys are always more exciting. And so, so goes the journey of faith, incidentally. The journey of faith, no matter what mountains you're facing right now, you're in an exciting place. No matter what your challenges are right now, because the Bible says this, it says, God so loved. God so loved. That's an incredible friendship statement right there. So I would say that friendship has to have a couple of strategic um, um, values to it, and that is consistency. Everybody yell out consistency. And predictability. Consistency. God is consistent and predictable. He loves you no matter where you're at, no matter how many times you mess up, He still says, I love you. So if you fail this week, you still fit into God's agenda because he had not have an agenda. He just plain, simple loves you. How cool is that? That's the God we serve. So you'll discover, and I think we have, and I think we're coming to that, without love, life is meaningless anyway. So friendship has to have a huge capacity of love to it because without love, honestly, life is meaningless. And even, even today, we live in a season right now where I think if ever there's a day we need to be overflowing with the love of God, it's right now. Right now. You need to be overflowing with the love and the victory that God's got on your life. And I'd encourage you in that today, and I'd say, rise up in what God's got on your life. Rise up in the faith He's putting in your spirit. Rise up in what God's about to do in your world right now. I just feel, excuse me for a second, but there's a lady over here, and I met her this morning, actually. And... Uh, I'm going to just embarrass you right now. I think it's Shirley, is it? Shelley. Shelley, stand up right where you are. Just, just as I was speaking right then, God told me to come and bring a word over your life. And this is it. You are a freedom fighter. 
And God says, get ready for the victory that I'm going to bring to bear in people's lives just because you're here. That's how much he loves you. And God said, you're going to see people unlocked from chains. You're going to see people set free. And God, and is this your husband sitting beside you? Partner? Okay, good to meet you, sir. But I want to tell you right now, get ready for what God's going to do in your world. Because God says, what I began to do in you several years ago, God says, I'm going to bring that to great completion in this season, okay? God's got a real word on your life. I see chain snapping. I actually see when I'm looking at you today, I see you bringing encouragement to people that's setting them free and giving them hope again. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for that because I saw it on your life this morning and I pray right now in Jesus' name that as a freedom fighter for the things of the cause of Christ that you would rise up and bring great hope to literally hundreds of people in this next season in Jesus' name. Amen. Give her a hand clap for that. Anyway, if I wanted to give today's message a title, which I should do that before we get too far, the title of my message today for everybody here, The Power of a Look. The Power of a Look. Because I couldn't think of anything better for the season of friendships. The Power of a Look. Like when you look at, when I looked across here, when I see the Spirit of God just moving in this meeting, I see Him literally touching people's lives and unlocking possibility in your world. And I know right now that when I look that way, that God said, There, I want you to deliver something to Cheryl, was it? Shelley, sorry, Shelley. I'll get it right by the end of the message. Shelley, that God wants to unlock in your life, okay? So, because here's the deal. We've all heard, it's on almost every news feed that you look at these days, that right now in our world, it's over the COVID time and right up till now, that loneliness has never been more powerful than it is now. So many people straight, loneliness has actually reached epic situation in our world. And yet you and I have Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the answer. And when loneliness reaches epic proportions, you better believe that we're not delivering what God carried up, that God gave us to carry. And so I want to stir up a bit of faith in the house this morning because it's causing a real problem in our world, health problems, serious heart and respiratory problems, and they're now pinning down to the loneliness of mankind. And there's a lot, there's an escalation in sickness and disease, and most of it comes down to we're just lonely. We're just lonely, so we need friends, and we need to know how to connect, and we need to know how to great friends in our lives because suicide is at an all-time high in our nation. Anxiety. Every person I meet now just about is suffering from anxiety. Jesus came to set you free. And right now I declare over this meeting that a spirit of freedom get into your heart that unshackle you from anxiety and loose faith into your spirit in Jesus' name. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're faced with today, it's being linked directly to loneliness. And that, that kind of surprises me. It's almost disturbing because we've never had in the history of mankind such incredible communication devices all around us. Communication should be easier than it's ever been. Communication should be the, the, the most able thing for anybody to do in any situation. And yet we find in the middle of this that people are lonely and they're disconnected. 
And that's the issue that we're disconnected. You've all been in the restaurant where the couple have gone out for their date night or their romantic meeting, and they're both sitting down there, and he's got his, I haven't even got mine on me, but he's got his device in his hand, she's got a device, and they're both on their devices, but there's actually nothing happening. There's no connection. And I believe right now, that, like honestly, today, connection is so available. I was flying back from the USA, obviously, before COVID, and uh, we were at, I think, 38,000 feet. And I just thought I'd try the, the, um, the Wi-Fi on the aeroplane. And I flicked onto the Wi-Fi, and it was working fine. And I thought, oh, I could call my cousin here. And I did a FaceTime call. And we had an incredible, my cousin, who right now is in the middle of suffering and, 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 and yeah, just a horrible attack of cancer on her life. Just a young, not even my cousin. What is she, Julia? My my niece, sorry, my niece, and, uh, and so I rung her up to encourage her in the middle of her pain and suffering and prayed for her over that line at, at 38,000 feet on a video call right into her room. We have the unbelievable capacity to be able to connect like never before. Let's make it work for the kingdom of God. Let's make it work. Let's get into connection. I was in the, in the toilet a little while ago. Are you allowed to say that in church? I don't know. But anyway, I was in there, and it was like it's a guy's thing, so we're all at the urinal. And uh, I'm just talking about connections now. And a guy comes in, and he's trying to go, and there's about five of us lined up, and he's got his phone like this while he's obviously trying to do whatever you do. And, uh, and next thing, his phone's sli- and he's talking, having a full-on discussion, like there's connection for you guys. And I thought, good on you, mate. And then next thing, his phone just slipped out and went straight into the urinal and slid past the whole lot of us. <laughs> then he ran down the end and picked it up and he said, are you still there? <laughs> and obviously, the guy had gone, as you would. Nobody wants to be talking under those conditions, but just talking about connection, it's, it's uh, you know, God, as I said before, in Genesis 2.18, it says, back to the word, at Genesis 2.18, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper for him comparable to him. In Proverbs 18.24, it says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Has anybody met that friend? If you're here today and you don't have that friend in your life, Jesus Christ is the best friend you'll ever have. When I was sailing to um, Fiji on one of the first sailing yacht races I did, and we struck an awful storm, and it was absolute, it was crazy. 20-meter waves, and, and it was for, for the average person, it's scary. But for me, that's when you're just starting to live, okay? So, but there were a lot of, when I first got on that plane, on that, sorry, on that yacht, I said I'd like to pray for us before we take the journey. And of course, they all said we don't believe in prayer and don't bring any of that religious stuff around here. And, uh, but when we're in the middle of that storm, people were crawling out of the actual cabin. I was the only one that wasn't seasick, so I was at the helm and uh, feeling great. 
and just steering it straight into the, keeping it bow on, or if you get side on, you've had it, and uh, keeping the bow on and just keeping us on course. And then waves were, of course, coming up right over the top of us. When we'd go down, we were literally going under the next wave, and it was just, it was huge seas and wind like you know. I think the wind was 190 knots we registered, and it was just crazy, 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 and uh, yet exciting as. And the only person you've got out there, what a friend we have in Jesus. And uh, anyway, one of the guys crawled out of the cabin, like looking like a drowned rat. And he came crawling out there and he said, could you pray for us? And he, <laughs> vomiting as he did it. And I said, nah, you guys don't believe in prayer. I'm all right. I don't care if it goes down. <laughs> so, so, of course, that even increased the anxiety. And, uh, and so I ended up. Every person on that yacht, before we reached our destination, this is why the journey's exciting. Before we reached our destination, everyone on that yacht had surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. When you're in the middle of a storm, you need Jesus in your life. It's pretty simple, really. And storms come in various different ways. It's storms don't always look like, like huge waves. Storms can sometimes just be the circumstances that life throws at us. And uh, one of the great um, sailing quotes is, you're either going into a storm, you're either in one, or you're coming out of one. And life's a little bit like that. And it's pretty challenging for us because you don't get to choose the storms you go into in life. You don't get to choose the struggles that life throws at you. But this I can tell you today, you can choose who goes through those struggles with you. And I would challenge you this morning, let's choose who we're going to do life with and who we're going to go through. Because life's tough. It's not always easy. Life's tough. If you want to succeed in life, you need some good friends around you. I, I had a friend at school. I don't know whether this story works, but we'll call him Charles for this story, all right? And Charles was a good friend of mine. And um, he was an expert tennis player he was a champion tennis player now I was useless at tennis okay but I'm pretty good today um, Kevin will tell you down the back I think I caned him the other day <laughs> oh he beat me did he okay when you're up here you can put it your way my perspective um, but anyway uh, um, Charles we'll call him was very good at tennis and uh, now the school put out this big thing that we're going to do a tour throughout all of the North Island playing tennis against these other schools. And I was his best mate. He was literally going because he was top of the ladder. And so he said to me, Don, you're my best mate. I want you coming too. And I said, well, how can we rig, rig that? And he said, well, you should put in a, a challenge against me and I'll let you beat me. And then you'll be number two on the ladder just before we went on the school trip. And it was perfect. Him and I went and we toured the whole North Island together. I was not very good, I've got to admit, but most of the games we played were doubles so he could pick up the slack. So friends can be a huge benefit in your life. If you get the right friends in your life, it's amazing what you can do, okay? So my, my, my recommendation to you today is choose a great friend in your life. 
who will help you to get where you need to be going. Whether that's spiritually, physically, or naturally. You know, Julia and I, we spent a lot, a lot of uh, time on the, on the five lung, love languages. Um, and, you know, the love languages that we all deal with. I can never only remember two of them because they relate to me. And that's physical touch and uh, nice words. What's that one called? Words of affirmation. That's the only two I can ever remember. There are other ones. See, I've always, Julia says, those are definitely you. And with Julia, it's kind of all of them. I've been trying to work them out for 47 years. It's kind of the whole lot. You've got to get the whole lot in there and work on each one. And you better be good at it, okay? And uh, so I've been working on those things. But uh, love languages are interesting because um, words of affirmation are incredibly it's, it's an incredible key to lift people up. If you want a friend, you better be good at encouraging them. You know, my, my friend, another friend of mine, Gary, actually, it's a true name this time, but I led Gary to Christ, and, and Jesse knows Gary. Gary's actually in heaven right now listening to this, so we'll try and keep it on track. And uh, same age as me, but I remember leading Gary to Christ, and his life was in a bit of a mess. And uh, we had some incredible times, and Julia will remember, and we discipled Gary, and I was only a Christian myself, so it was an interesting discipleship. And, uh, but we discipled him, and he became a, a real man of God and a solid rock. And anyway, then he met this beautiful woman and uh, got married to her. And uh, so we were, I had him working for me, and we were working on this massive construction site. And uh, he would arrive every day, and he would sit down with us having lunch together. That's what you do. Mates get together and we make friendships on construction sites around the lunchroom. I don't know whether that still happens now. It's, it's sort of life's too pressured. But he would sit down. And what he would do, he'd sit down and uh, we'd all be there. And uh, then he'd open up his lunchbox. And he'd bring out this, uh, this letter and he'd start reading it. And it would be like, Dear Gary... You are so awesome. You are the treasure of my life. I love you. Um, um, yeah, you're, you're better than the... I was the best man at his wedding. You're better than the best man. And uh, all that sort of stuff. And he'd write these letters. And we got sick of it week after week. Julia wasn't writing me any letters. And uh, we needed those words of affirmation. And so I'm not getting any, and my mates weren't getting any. So I had had enough of this. So when he arrived at work, I told him there's some bricks down the back. You've got to move those bricks out of the way down the back there. And I ran over to his car and got his lunchbox out and hauled this beautiful letter written, beautiful handwriting of his new bride. And uh, I ripped it up and threw it away. And then I tore off a little bit of building, just an old building paper cover. It was the, the huckeriest piece of paper you've ever seen. And, and I wrote on there, Dear Gary, with a builder's pencil. If any of you don't know a builder's pencil, the points on them are about 10 mils wide. And I wrote with this thing, Dear Gary, uh, just letting you know that um, I'm feeling that my emotions are drifting more toward the best man. And, uh, and uh, that I don't know whether it's really working for us anymore. And... Uh, and uh, all the stuff I put in his letter, and then we're all sitting down, of course, again. We come to, we can hardly wait for lunchtime. 
and we're at lunchtime, and we're, come on, read your letter, man. You know, and he got his letter out, because he used to read them to us. Anyway, he had to look at it, and he wouldn't read it, and he put it back in his lunchbox. We're, come on, man, share it with us. And next thing, he comes to me, and he says, look, I need to leave. Well, quickly, I've got to go and do some business. And... Uh, so he said, I've got to just shoot away for an hour or two. And he literally, I mean, mate, it was written by me with a builder's pencil on a bit of old cardboard off a building site. He quickly drove home to his wife. I think he might have had some tears and uh, burst in the door and said, darling, what's this letter all about? And she's like, what do you mean? And he showed it to her and he, she said, you, well, she wouldn't have called him that because they're nearly married. You, you, you handsome hunk uh, without clear thinking. Don't you realize this has apparently been written by one of the boys on the job? And uh, that's, that's, I'll tell you right now, as funny as that story is and had so many uh, implications of, needing words of information, but we became the best friends you could ever have. And I don't know how all that works, but it works out. And, uh, but let me tell you this. You are only as good as the friends you surround yourself with. And that's the reality of life. See, we had this give and take. We had this bouncing. We were sort of uh, tagging and fighting all the time over little things that just made us enjoy life and be excited about life. And we were always challenging one another to live better, to live up to the mark, to go further. And both of us ended up serving Christ in, in different capacities, but doing great things for the kingdom of God. And I want to tell you right now, get someone around you who stirs you up. As I said to you the other day, Nipsey Hussle, who's a great rapper, but he said it like this, if your circle of friends doesn't inspire you or increase you or cause you to get out of your box, then you haven't got a circle, you've got a cage. And I find too many people cage themselves in with negativity, fear, anxiety, and all the things that will stop you being who God wants you, you to be. Proverbs 27.9 says it like this. The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Those are the friends you need in your life. Proverbs 17.7 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for times of adversity. I believe today, you know, get the right friends around you and who knows what can happen. See, when you look at the resurrection, which we just had the other week, the women gathered at the tomb, bringing spices and stuff to put on Jesus' body. Well, it, it interests me that the women were all there, excited about anointing the body of Jesus and doing something for the body of Christ. And the guys are hiding behind doors. The right friends around you will inspire you to get up and do something, even in your worst moment. Even in your saddest moment, they'll encourage you to get up and have a go. Four friends took one man into the presence of Jesus. And because of the four friends, not because of him, he got healed because of his four friends. Jesus literally said, because of the faith of the four guys on the roof, you're going to get healed today. You get the right people. Boy, I prophesy over you right now, Wayne Sloan. The right people around you, is causing you to rise up to a new level. Where's your wife, actually? Okay. Heck, have you guys heard an argument? She's sitting with friends. Okay. So God...
We declare it and we prophesy it over your life right now that the friends around you will stir up faith and add to your capacity and increase your ability and that the anointing that's on your life will only increase and bring you to greater heights in the kingdom of God where you'll influence more people than you ever... In fact, right now I see an evangelistic anointing on you and I see you winning people to Christ. I see you pulling people out of shackles of darkness and fear and releasing them into possibilities that are ahead of them right now in Jesus' name. Put that on your life today in the name of Jesus. Paul and Silas, here they are in a prison cell and everything seems to be against them, but they started worshiping. You can encourage, see this morning, we could have, man, sometimes I reckon you need to nudge the person beside you and saying, come on, get your hands up and get worshiping because worship will not, see, it didn't do it for only Paul and Silas. It unlocked the chains of every single person in that prison. I want to see New Zealand set free, guys. We can't just pretend we're having a good time in church. It's got to be all over. Erna, did I just see Erna down there? Sorry, I haven't made it to the gym. But uh, Erna, I I tell you right now, Erna, you mighty woman of God. Now, I believe this, and I want to tell you right now, I believe this is for you today, but I'm going to just interrupt the meeting one more time. Stand to your feet. Erna and Bruce, actually, come out here. But I want to tell you, I got one word for you. Just when I looked down there and God said, fabulous, fabulous. That could be for both of you, but fabulous is a good word to grab anyway. But fabulous, you bring color, you bring, you affect the atmosphere and you bring that ability. And God says, I want you to step up with that gifts that's on your life. And God says, I'm going to begin to motivate that into a whole different dynamic. And God says to me this, you can do it. You don't think you can, but you can do it. Everybody yell it out. You can do it. There you go. And I really believe you can do it. And I saw you this morning when I looked down here, all of a sudden I saw you with a set of defibrillators in your hand. Is that what they're called? Defibrillator? And I saw you whack them on somebody that was half dead and they came alive and God said, you're going to bring life. And God said, in fact, right now, God's putting some defibrillators on you of the supernatural kind that's going to awaken the giftings within your life and the supernatural call on your spirit. In Jesus' name, I prophesy that over you right now, and I declare that into your life in Jesus' name. Amen. That's just for you guys today, all right? Just for you. Now, my time's up, so we need to stop. But um, you need people who can speak over your life, encourage you, and stir up the gifts in your life, okay? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.